Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 26th of October, 2023. Flyers are back in action tonight against the Minnesota Wild. Flyers Daily is presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. And all season long, the Flyers are teaming up with Penn Medicine for the Penn Medicine Assist. For every Flyers assist this season, Penn Medicine and the Flyers are going to donate 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So that's great news as well. Like I said, Flyers return home from that two-game road trip where uh, they got the overtime loss against the Dallas Stars and then the pretty heartbreaking loss against the Vegas Golden Knights, 32.5 seconds remaining in that game when Vegas scores to win it 3-2. to Real good uh, execution in both games. Maybe not the end result we'd like, but... Um, If you do that more nights than not, it's going to pay dividends for the Flyers this season. A lot of discipline play, detailed hockey, and they'll take on Minnesota tonight. Now, this opens up a four-game homestand, which will close out the month of October. Three of the games on the homestand in the month of October. Minnesota tonight, Anaheim coming up on Saturday at 1 o'clock. And then Monday, they'll face team kind of not getting off to a great start. That's Carolina. Then they'll wrap up the four-game homestand on November 1st with a opener of a home-and-home with the Buffalo Sabres. That would be a Wednesday night, so six days from now. So Minnesota, what do we know about Minnesota? Well, here's what we know about Minnesota. Let's get to the details. They are sitting in the third spot right now in the Central Division of the Western Conference. They've played six games, a record of 3-2-1. and one. They've got seven points. The top team in their division is Colorado, who's already got 12 points. They're off to a 6-0 and start, equally Good start to the Vegas Golden Knights, who are now 7-0. Minnesota flush when it comes to uh, being uh, on the plus side of goal differential. They've scored as many as they've let up. Had they not let up so many, they would probably be uh, in a better record position. Uh, But they're a team that got a five-point night from brief former flyer. Ryan Hartman had a hat trick and a five-point night in a 7-4 win against the Edmonton Oilers the other night. And they actually have four players Right now, in the early going, it's still early, that are more than point-per-game players. Leading the way is Joel Erickson. He's got nine points in six games, five of them goals. Uh, Matt Zuccarella, seems like he's been around forever, probably because he's been around forever. In six games, he's got two goals and seven assists for nine points, so another point-per-game player. Kirill Kaprizov, we expect that. Two goals, seven assists, nine points for Kaprizov. And then Ryan Hartman with four goals, three assists, and seven points in six games as well. And really, that's predicated a lot, obviously, on that five-point performance. Leading the way on the power play is Joel Erickson. He's got three power play goals of his five uh, come on the man advantage. Now, you look at a team like Minnesota. You know They've been kind of up and down so far this season. It's crazy that they've played six games, and they've scored seven goals once, and they've given up seven goals twice. How the heck is that possible to give up the touchdown and the extra point twice, and score the touchdown and the extra point in their last game against a McDavidless Edmonton Oilers. When we look inside the numbers a little bit further, when you when you talk about this Minnesota Wild team, you look at goals for uh, average games played. They can score, and they have. 4.17 is what they've averaged so far this season. That's fourth in the NHL. The Flyers, right in the middle, 16th in the NHL, averaging exactly three goals per game. Here's the problem for Minnesota. When it comes to goals allowed per games played, they're also up there. 
They've given up the third most amount of goals per game. It's played at 4.17. The only teams that have given up more goals are, oddly enough, the Carolina Hurricanes, who always clamp down defensively. They've given up 4.71 goals per game in their first seven games. And the Edmonton Oilers, we kind of ex- we kind of expect that. But the Minnesota Wild, 4.17 goals allowed per game. The Flyers, conversely, on the other side of that, you know, other than the game against Ottawa, where they gave up the five spot, they've given up the eighth fewest amount of goals allowed per games played at 2.67. So that's a good thing. A team that scores a lot, like Minnesota, you would imagine it's good on the power play. Well, your imagination is correct. Minnesota has been pretty darn good right in the middle of the pack. 16th in the NHL, 17.4%. This is not a bright spot for the Flyers, as we know. They have the one power play goal on the season. It came on a five-on-three. They've got to get that going, and they are now ranked 32nd in the NHL in power play percentage. You know the weird thing when you look at power play percentage in the league? The Washington Capitals are 30th at 6.3%. There's a guy there that's made a living on the power play, and probably the greatest goal scorer of all time, Alex Ovechkin, their power play off to a slow start, as is the team with a record of 1-3-1 and for the Caps. Flyers, 3-2-1, and uh, but the power play's got to get going. Just 5%, just the one goal so far uh, here in the early going. Penalty kill, uh, Flyers have been really good on the penalty kill. They had the three goals that they gave up against the Ottawa Senators, but they're 11th in the league in PK at 85%. And Minnesota's a team that is right in the middle of the pack again, right? 16th in the NHL, 79%. You know, the, the thing about Minnesota, and you guys know I don't put a ton into shots on goal, but here in the early going, small sample size, a team that's giving up the fourth most goals allowed per games played is also giving up a ton of shots. So they're giving up probably a lot of quality opportunities as well. They're giving up the fourth most amount of shots allowed per games, 35.2. Now on the other side of that, the Flyers doing a very good job suppressing shots. Uh, they are third or fourth rather, giving up the fourth fewest shots in the NHL at 27.8. So that's a good thing. Both teams not very good in the faceoff circle uh, to this point in the season. Again, small sample size. Uh, but it'll be the Flyers and the Minnesota Wild coming up at Wells Fargo Center tonight. And the thing that we talked about yesterday with this game, we were all a little bleary-eyed because it was about 3.30 in the morning when I did the podcast for yesterday. Uh, but you got to avoid, for lack of a better term, the slippage in this game coming home from that road trip against Dallas and Vegas. That's what the Flyers need to avoid in the game tonight. They need to come home and, especially in the beginning, shake the cobwebs out. A lot of, they traveled yesterday back from Vegas, out of time zone, so kind of getting reacquainted or reassimilated uh, back home. Trip wasn't that long, so I don't expect it to be, you know, one of those ones where you're out on that West Coast swing and you're gone for nine or ten days out of the time zone. It's nothing like that, but uh, they got to avoid that slippage against a Minnesota Wild team that certainly they can get something on in this game. Uh, at Wells Fargo Center tonight to open up this four-game homestand. Flyers leading the way in points. Travis Konechny, we're going to talk about him more in just a moment. He's the uh, only point-per-game player for the Flyers. Minnesota Wild has four more than point-per-game players. Flyers have the one. It's Travis Konechny, who's got five goals and two assists, two of them shorthanded goals and a power play goal. Travis Sanheim, second on the team in points with five and six games. Scott Lawton's got four, so does Sean Couturier. 
uh, and Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson as well. So Flyers spreading it around a little bit more, certainly not providing the same amount of offense as Minnesota, uh, but they're certainly not giving up the amount of goals that Minnesota is either. Leading the way for the Flyers, by the way, in plus-minus. You know, plus-minus has always been kind of an innocuous stat to me. It, it is an indication that when you're on the ice, you know, things are going well. But sometimes you can get a minus when you had nothing to do with the play, and you can get a plus when you had nothing to do with the play. But leading the way in plus-minus is actually Igor Zamula. He's a plus-six on the season. He only played in four games. He's got a goal and two assists and a plus-six. Pretty nice numbers, 16 minutes and 52 seconds of ice time as well. So I imagine, once again, he'll be in the lineup come tonight. We'll see if Morgan Frost draws back into the lineup or when he draws back into the lineup. Um, you know, they want to get him out there. If you heard John Tortorella in our Hockey and Hounds interview this week, you can check it out on the Flyers' YouTube channel or you can get it on all your different uh, podcast platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Google, um, Spotify, all those. Uh, just search Hockey and Hounds. You'll hear my conversation with John Tortorella. Uh, he wants to get Morgan Frost back in there, but... He just hasn't found the spot to get him back in there in yet. Hasn't had a guy falter enough to put him in there. So we'll see if, you know, coming off a loss against Vegas, even though it was a very tight game, if John Tortorella finds a place to get uh, Morgan Frost back into the lineup for the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, in this episode, I want to talk about Travis Konechny. Now, why am I talking about Travis Konechny? I was on my Facebook app yesterday, and it has this little memories function, and I look, hit the memories, and I'm looking at you know some pictures of my kids from five, eight years ago, whatever. And I see this memory pop up. I'm going to put it on the screen for the YouTube audience. And this memory is from October 25th, 2016. Now, that's yesterday in 2016. So that's now, what, seven years ago? Seven years ago. On that date, there's a picture of me with Travis Konechny interviewing him, and he looks much younger. And I look much younger than I do now as well. Uh, but it says uh, Jason Bertita sits down with Travis Konechny after getting his first NHL goal this evening in a great comeback win against the Buffalo Sabres. So that's when Travis Konechny scored his first NHL goal. You can see it there a little bit better. Back on October 25th, 2016. What has he done since then? That's the question. So as I pointed out in a tweet that I put out, Travis Konechny has scored 145 goals since he got that first goal back on October 25th, 2016. He's got 146 career goals, 193 assists, 339 points in 494 games. He's now, can you believe this? He's now in his eighth season. That's insane to me. But here's the other part. Travis Konechny never played a game in the AHL. He is a guy that they sent back to junior, played for the Ottawa 67s, and had great years for the Ottawa 67s. In 13-14, in 63 games, he had 70 points. In 14-15, in 60 games, he had 68 points, 29 goals. In the uh, next year, he split it between the 67s and the Sarnia Sting. 29 games for the 67s, 45 points, and 31 games for Sarnia, and had 56 points. So he put up big, big numbers in junior. And he came to the NHL right away, scored double-digit goals in his first year, 11 goals, 17 assists in 70 games, and uh, has reached you know, the north of 20 goals now four times in his NHL career. After that 11-goal season, he went right to 24 in his second year in the NHL. He played 81 games that year. 
He had 24 goals and 23 assists for 47 points. Then the next year in 18-19, another 24-goal season in 82 games. And then the, the pandemic-shortened season. And that year, he had 24 goals in 66 games. So he was on a north of 30 pace, was the Flyers' all-star that year, and had 61 points in 66 games. And the bubble derailed him in some way, shape, or form. Didn't perform great in the playoffs in the bubble. Was really snake-bitten to get a goal. And then the next year in 50 games, he had 11 goals. And then last year, or the year after that, rather, 21-22, 16 goals. And then last year, uh, his best year as an NHL player. He played in 60 games, and he had 61 points. More than a point-per-game player, 31 of which were goals. And you see the start that he's off to this year in six games with five, uh, five goals and two assists and seven points. So Travis Konechny, we've seen the maturation of his career. And I think just looking at you know his numbers and recalling everything from the time he made the team in that 2016 fall to this moment now, I think we see that you know the, the development of an NHL player is up and down. And it can be up and down for a number of years. It can, you know, you can have a couple really good years and then a down year, and then how do you react to that and adjust? And as you get older, I think players, I talk to them about this a lot. You guys hear it when I do interviews about off-seasons. What's changed in your off-season as a result of playing in the rigors of an 82-game NHL season? What do you learn about your body, your mind, your emotion, that you handle your off-seasons a little bit differently? And I think that Travis Konechny has been – you know, just like a lot of other guys that has changed the way he's worked, worked harder, not smarter, or smarter, not harder, excuse me. <laughs> and he's a guy that's learned what he needs to get out of an offseason, both from a physical standpoint and a mental standpoint, but also from a recovery standpoint. Obviously, we know he's not the biggest guy. He is 5'10", 190, um, not a huge guy. He's been in the NHL now uh, for this is his eighth season, so seven full years. Was drafted back in 2015. And on yesterday's date, seven years ago, he scored his first NHL goal. And looking at the picture of me talking with TK back then, all those years ago, you know, the one thing I, I've talked about this with Travis as well, he was just so relaxed in conversations with the media and interviews and those kind of things. Uh, usually it takes a player a lot longer or later in his career to be really chill like that. He was chill from the jump. So it's been a pleasure covering him, and uh, I think he's going to have a great year. One of my bold predictions is that he was going to be more than a point-per-game player uh, this year and hopefully play well more than the 60 games he played last year when he had 61 points. He's been a catalyst for this team. He's probably the guy that you can throw over the boards that scares the opposition the most. When you talk about game planning and a guy that can just kind of create his own goals, you know, he, he listened to Danny Briere years ago and they looked through some of the analytics about getting closer to the net, going where the goals are scored. He's done that and he really paid dividends for him last year. It's paying dividends for him uh, this year as well. I think the other thing is interesting is, you know, we never thought of Travis Connecting as a penalty killer until last year they needed some penalty killers and they tried him out on the PK, TK on the PK. And right away we found out, wow. Why didn't we think of this sooner? Because he's a really good penalty killer. Obviously, he's a really good skater, great instincts, 
but he can also turn the penalty kill into some offense because of his offensive abilities to get up the ice and that chemistry he has with Scott Lawton. I mean, two two shorthanded goals in the game the other night. He's already off and running in that regard, and uh, he's been a revelation on the penalty kill since probably about the midway point of last season. So that's just another thing that makes him even more valuable uh, to the Flyers and as a player. I think he's also probably grabbed a, a lot more of the leadership element of the team. You know, is that kind of as turned over from the Claude Giroux era and Jake Voracek? It's opened up a lot of available oxygen and room for players that are where Konechny is in his career at 26 years of age that have some, you know, good numbers and accomplishment to be able to jump into that role. He's a guy that before he got to the NHL wore a, a letter or a C every, every team he's been on. So he's got a lot of leadership capabilities in there as well, and he cares. There's no doubt about that. So um, good on TK for all those years ago getting that first goal against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll see if he gets his 147th goal coming up tonight when the Flyers take on the Minnesota Wild as they return home for a four-game homestand. We'll break that game down tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily.